everybody i'm rachel hi i'm amanda hi guys i'm kalechi and we and are we are the <laughs> <Google> babe. Babe. <laughs> okay um yeah so if you don't already know who we are we are the book babes and we read books by marginalized authors each month this month we read Real Men Knit by Lana Jackson. All right, someone hit us with a blurb. Okay, so the blurb says, when their foster-turned adoptive mother suddenly dies, four brothers struggle to keep open the doors of her beloved Harlem knitting shop. Jesse Strong is known for two things, his devotion to his adoptive mom, Mama Joy, and his reputation for breaking hearts. When Mama Joy unexpectedly passes away, he and his brothers have a different plan. Have different plans for what to do with Strong Knits, their neighborhood knitting store. Jesse wants to keep the store open. His brothers want to tie off loose ends and close shop. Part-time shop employee Carrie Fuller has kept her crush on Jesse a secret. When she overhears his impassioned plea to his brothers to keep the knitting shop open, she volunteers to help. Unlike Jesse, Carrie knows the nitty-gritty of the business and together they make plans to reinvent strong knits for a new generation. But the more time they spend together, the stronger the chemistry builds between them. Carrie, knowing Jesse's history, doesn't believe their relationship can their relationship can stand can last longer than she can knit one pearl too. But Jesse is determined to prove to her that he can be the man. For her forever and always. After all, real men knit. <laughs> Can we first of all take a second to acknowledge that no one from the previous podcast got our secret message? Shame and people shame. But how did they win the prize? No, because that was just like an extra entry if you got the secret message. Oh, I thought Nikki actually got it. Sorry. She didn't know the message, but like, did they think we were just saying it for fun? We stand real good. <laughs> Secondly, I right. just realized how long that blurb was. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> I was just waiting for it to be over. Because <laughs> it was going on. <laughs> but yeah, continue. <laughs> okay, so does do any of you know how to knit or crochet? No, you but know, I, I wish. don't know. I want to buy. I don't wish I, I, I know. You don't wish? I would love to no. just buy some knitting noodle, knitting needles, not noodles, and some yarn, <laughs> and just make a sweater for my grandma. You know, like in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> but like knitting is so much more difficult than like crocheting. And What's the difference? I really want to know. Crocheting is like with this hook. Um, have you ever gone to like the hair? Well, <gasps> oh I yes, yeah. I crocheted my hair. <laughs> oh my gosh, I know what's the thing. Yeah, so that one's so much faster and easier. Knitting also hurts your thumbs, man, because it sticks sticking you. It's not the needle, not not what's it called, pointy. It's like I'm pretty it's curved. Like it cannot be that pointy. But it's huge. Which, it's like a really curved. big needle. Like yeah, it's a big needle. Right? Like you can stab someone with it. Okay, if you put oh, it in a force, you could kill someone. <laughs> duh, but 
I don't think you're gonna stick somebody like you stick when you're sewing. Um, debatable. Like, I'm still sure you're not allowed to bring it onto an airplane. Really? Therefore, it is a weapon. Wow. That's some fun facts. I didn't know that. I'm gonna start it up right now. Okay, guys, I just found it. So, knitting needles, needle tools, and scissors smaller than four inches may go in your carry-on luggage. So, it is not considered a weapon, Amanda. <laughs> Wait, which type of knitting needles? Just knitting needles generally share your screen because i want to see which knitting needles no. you're talking about because my knitting needles very well cannot go let me share here. let me allow, allow me to share. post amanda allow me to share <laughs> boy this whole zoom thing okay try now okay see But those are smaller than four inches, your knitting needles. You can pack knitting needles in both your carry-on or check baggage. But moving swiftly along, let's go just straight into it. Like, how do relationships change as we mature, especially as girls? You know all that lovey-dovey lovey -dovey stuff that you think of when you're little? Well, maybe not you, Amanda, because I can see you being like, no, no relationships for me. But, <laughs> wow. Like, you know, when you're younger, you're just thinking, oh, I can't wait to meet this guy or girl when I grow up. Can't wait to have all these fun stuff and all these emotions. But no, Carrie understands that her future is her future. Wait, what are we talking about again? <laughs> God. <laughs> How do relationships change as we mature? <laughs> you were going really strong there for a second, Rachel. I'm trying to figure out my thought process again. Kalechi, would you like to take over? Uh, I think... So I think that um, our personalities become a bit more stronger when we grow and we are more conscious of like reality. And so when we're younger, obviously everything just seems so in the moment and fairy tale like But like when we grow older, it's just like, I have to focus on me, it's my future, it's me buying a house, it's me renting a car and finding a stable job. So when it comes down to relationships, we're more serious about it in a sense, and we're more future-minded as we saw with Kerry. Um, I don't think she really made efforts when she was younger with Jesse, but like she made sure that he understood where she was coming from and what she kind of expected. And she didn't really expect much from the relationship. So she was really mature about the whole thing. And she was really like realistic because she knew Jesse and she knew his background. So I think as we grow older, relationships become more realistic and it becomes more about what are we going to do after? You know, what 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 are we going to do in the future? So yeah. But on the other hand, like Carrie at one point, when she decided that she was going to help um Jesse to keep the shop running, she in essence put her life on hold for this knitting shop. She chose it because she well mostly I think it was because of Mama Joy's death that she wanted to at least hold on to a part of it at first. 
So it was good. She spent her time, got had time to say goodbye to the shop and everything. But then when she got the job, she took it. She took what she, her future that she was always trying to achieve. And that's what I liked about it. Like in the end, she knew that she had to move on in some way, even though she still visits there time to time, but she moved on. And that's what it was good about it. I agree with Rachel. Yeah, she, I think she, she held on because of Mama Joy and because like, strong knit was her refuge in a sense and mama joy made it a safe place for her to to work and escape her reality with her mom so i think she just owed mama joy that but as rachel said after she did what she had to do and she took her job another thing and on that okay <laughs> as we said she got bold right so I love that she took the first move to go kiss him and just like yeah. I didn't like it. I did you not did? like it. I, I thought it was. I thought it wasn't her. Like I thought it was just like too quick. Like you know how fast <laughs> it just changed. Like I didn't expect it. I, I didn't expect it. Been simping over this man for like a decade. Yeah, but then it was just so weird. Well, I I didn't expect it, but I loved it still because I was like, oh, this is happening. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but back was, to like was... oh sorry Kalechi, I think this is Kalechi's first time reading like kiss scene in a book is it? did you not read House of the Spirits? I don't understand that doesn't count, that's school related <laughs> no but it was a lot it was more than this <laughs> way more but the House of the Spirits was just rape molestation, yes, that does not violence count. everything this is like gentle, sweet, feel-good romance or something. <laughs> it was your, okay, but it was your first time, right? What do you want to establish, Rachel? What it was your first time. <laughs> yes, it's all the true version. so weird. Say she broke her virginity for a kiss scene in a book. What? what? Here we go, Rachel. <laughs> like I'm. <laughs> but speaking about this kissing scene can we agree that val is basically the person who pushed carrie into into doing it sort of like i don't i wouldn't know if it's to say gaining confidence or just what but val carrie's best friend is sort of the person who pushed her to actually go with this relationship with jesse i think she definitely pushed her into the mentality of trying because <laughs> carrie was yeah. all about no it's never gonna happen but val was just persistent so mm-hmm, yes yeah i i think so too i think that carrie made her decisions but val also helped in persuading her um, even though, like, I sort of think that Val, I mean, Carrie was all, always a secret weirdo, but Val also contributed in making her think the way she thought, mm-hmm. and when they went to the bar and all these things, like, Val was a very, very big part of Carrie's, of Carrie's actions, like, her many, many, many <laughs> But negatively, Kalechi, what are you trying to say? Yeah, Kalechi. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Rachel. Negatively for Val, um, he could be very annoying. Every time she was like, 
oh, like Carrie just wanted a normal day. Val coming with all these next talk, with all these. Oh yes, you ha- you have all those men beside you. Go get them. I'm just like, no, girl. She's not even interested in doing this or whatever. It was I just- think that Carrie liked it. Like Carrie. Mm-hmm. Okay, for me, I was very annoyed <laughs> through all of that, but. I think there's like a balance, there's a balance here because in these sort of friendships, there's the quiet friend mm-hmm. and then there's the loud friend. Yeah. And when it comes to that sort of relationship, the loud friend has to be careful that they don't like over what's the word? Something, something. Yeah. The quiet friend. Because like throughout I feel all like of was just go ahead, Rachel. Like through like in the beginning, um, Val understood that she was. Uh, staying around for Mama Joy in a way but she was still I don't think she considered it as much as I was hoping she would because most all that she mostly talked about was still sex 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 so I just (laughs) (laughs) but they're big people man they're grown ups and they're single ladies she's no longer Carrie girl she's Carrie woman exactly and I feel like she wanted she watch like she wanted to get in get it into um the four brothers' head that <laughs> I don't don't see me like this, like that's disgusting now. See mm-hmm. me as this. And at one point, man, everybody was just drooling over her. <laughs> and you could yes. you could see it. this was not having it. Oh, and I feel like I was she was about meant- to wonder if she was gonna be with all four of them, like what's the word, polyamory or something. I don't know. Carrie, Carrie man, and you remember the time when the when I think it was Damien phoned Jesse and Carrie in his room. I felt like she just she was just so calm about the whole so thing. Like she was I like was not expecting her to be that calm. I thought she was gonna wake up and scream, but oof. yeah, or shout or just jump up or something, but no. It was like she was at home. That this is where this is where she she needs to feel. She's always wanted to be. Okay, okay. But let's have a quick game with the strong <laughs> brothers. Okay, so there are four strong... <laughs> Shush. There are four strong brothers. Jesse, Damien, Noah, and Lucas. Um, someone talk about Jesse quick. Jesse is known as a playboy. He's a bastard. He, gets around, he gets around in the sexy parts. So... <laughs> God. He has a net, like, Who is Damien? Damien is the up, uppity, tightish, um, accounting brother, Wall Street brother. Like he's known for being he's really very. Minded. Say it again. Really, he's really business minded, and he's all about his job. And it was it's rumored that he's living with an older person, older woman. Oh, um, really? That's what it was. Do not read the part that part of the book. I thought it was an older co-worker. Oh my god. Who's a co-worker? I thought it was just a man older co-worker. We learn things every day. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and who is Noah? Noah is uh, one of the artists in the family. He's a dancer. He's known for being very, uh, um, what's it called, similar to Mama Joy? Um, like yeah. yeah, he's the one that's like that they say is most um similar. 
And then Lucas finally is the man in uniform, Mr. Firefighter. Take me out of a burning building. Um, he so did. Yeah. He actually did. I think he actually I think did. We know who Amanda is going to choose for which question. Maybe. Anyways, so as we go along, so here's the game. There are four brothers, and there are four options. Option one, kill. Option two, isn't invited to the family dinner. Option three, have my babies. <laughs> Option four, marry me. Okay, kill. Rachel, you go first. Oh my god, no! Come back to me. <laughs> Kalichi. Um, okay, so kill Jesse. Definitely kill Jesse. <laughs> Dead. In the ground, in the grave. Six feet on the like. Kill him. Oh, um, marry Damien. Man of money. Man is uh-huh. rich. No, I don't want you. I don't want. I don't want the so viewers Kalechi, to think that Kalechi I'm like. Is you know, for the man with the money. I just feel like being right, financially stable is a very important factor of life. You're basically making a business arrangement with your marriage. Yeah, we learn to love each other, but the money has to come first. Anyways, um, I think Noah wouldn't be invited to. Um, family dinners, and what was the other one? Oh, okay, yeah. Lucas gets to have my babies because he's a very <laughs> strong man, and you know I want my children to be very strong. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I'll go. I'm gonna go next. So I'm gonna just kill Damien. Okay. <laughs> I feel like our personalities are too similar. I couldn't really just have him in my life like that. So kill Damien. Um, Jesse isn't invited to the family dinner because I feel like he'll just bring like this gaggle of girls that are all looking for his attention and I just oh, can't yes. be bothered with that in my space. Erica? <laughs> are you really looking? Erica. Yeah, Erica. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who wants to have my babies? Um, Noah will have my baby. No. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay, Noah will have my babies. You know that artsy fartsy stuff. And then I'll marry Lucas because take me out of the burning building. Uh, I thought you would honestly <laughs> just to have your babies. Because just like, I see it. I see it for you. I am going to agree with Kalechi. I will marry Damien. I would like that financial support. Yes, girl. <laughs> uh, okay. Next is Jesse. Noah and Lucas. I would not take no but okay, yes, I would kill Jesse. I'm sorry, boy, but <laughs> oh, and then I would not invite Lucas to dinner. I don't know, just I don't main man Lucas. <laughs> You're main man Lucas. Lucas. Oh, Yummy, yummy bicep straining out of your shirt, Lucas. Oh my god, Lucas, carry you out of a burning building, Lucas. Why? On okay, fire. Okay. Why? Lucas, okay, just... you're kind of changing <sighs> my mind now. Okay, you can't change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Lucas can have my babies. Oh, oh, oh my god, that scared me for a moment. And then Noah will not be invited to dinner. I'm sorry, Noah, but he's, he's such a sweetheart, but I'm sorry. 
wait, how how does him being a hold on explain? Why aren't you in Because that's the last option left. And I killed some other person. There I married some other person. I have somebody else's babies. I can't, there's no other choices. <laughs> but at the same time, if you marry someone, you can also have their babies. So no, Lucas, Lucas I'm will ready. When you're ready. Wow. Amanda. If these people were real. Hey, listen to this podcast. No, we don't talk about. <laughs> no, don't say. It. If fictional characters were real, the way I just I'm in love with so many of them, it would be so embarrassing. Oh God! <laughs> I wonder if you would be this open about it. Of course not, Rachel. What? Oh no. <laughs> okay, so final question. Well, second to final question. Whatever. Would you have volunteered to help the same way um, Carrie volunteered to help Mama Joy um, Stronglitz? I would. If I, I would. was in that situation, I think I would because mm-hmm. the lady just died. I don't want to let go of her so soon. I would have gone to. I would have tried to tell at least in any way I could. Maybe not as so closely as Carrie was, especially not the kiss part. Mm-hmm. But I would have wanted. And I think I would have stayed on for as long as it needed me to. Yeah, yeah. Give all my services. I would. Not in the sexy part again. But yes. (laughs) Rachel. I just think like for me, I'm not too sure. Because at the one on on the one hand, I'd love to help. But on the other hand, if I've been simping over this guy for like what ten years or something, that tension might just kill me. I might roll over in embarrassment. I'm an introvert. You're not gonna hear about my emotions. Like, what am I supposed to do? Spending all of my time with this guy. I was not taking that into consideration, but okay for you. So I would have definitely volunteered to help. Because, you know, Mama Joy was just, like, the best person, the best human being. And because she she's done so much for Carrie, um, I feel like being Carrie, I would owe her that much, you know, to help her sons get her business back on track. Um, but I feel, I feel like Carrie chose to do what? The things that she did? Because um, at the beginning, she had... I was a self-control, you know? She she kept her aside, she kept herself together, you know? But then she got comfortable and she got familiar and everything started to unravel, but she chose to allow that to happen. So um it could it could have nothing could nothing 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 didn't have to happen. That's what I want to say. Nothing didn't have to happen. Yeah. But it happened. That double negative <laughs> is confusing me. Nothing Nothing had to happen. <laughs> Nothing had to happen, yes. But I would definitely have volunteered. Okay. <laughs> okay. And on that note, what overall, how did you feel about I the book? I was so bored. <laughs> I was... Mm-hmm. I started the book and... When time when I was trying to when I was like kind of sleepy and I was fall- let me read this get my brain working or something I was like nope I'm falling asleep nope 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 this is like I want to tell you like in fashion like first it was boring 
and then a little bit of some spice, then a little bit down to boring. One time I was very happy was when they mentioned Jamaica, <laughs> the Jamaican food shop. <laughs> what? Girl, you oh, can't yeah. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, oh, oh, Jamaica. And then I got back into the board mood. <laughs> I'm sorry. For me, like, it was also, it was more like a feel-good book. I, there wasn't really any yeah. plot much to it. It was very predictable. But I feel like this is the type of book that you read when you're in a bit of a reading slump. You just want to get reading again. And this is just a light-hearted something. But for me, it was, like, sort of draggy in places. But, no, I, you know. Oh, I just, huh. I, I feel like the, it could have been well. written better. It was just not nice. I mean, I don't have anything against how it was written. I just have, I just feel like, as Amanda said, it's a feel-good book. Like, it's just something you read when, like, Hello, you just no. want to read something light. And I, I also feel as though everything that happened was just like in a movie. Like, this could, this book could be a movie. Listen, I feel like I've watched this book on Lifetime before. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Like a rom-com. Like, it was an okay <laughs> book. Um, I feel like Quana Jackson, um, she did a good job as it relates to making a cliche storyline. So, yeah. I feel like it's a Hallmark yeah. movie that my mom would watch and then I'll like look a little snippets, but I'll still walk away. Speaking of your mom, Y'all. Rachel... So when is she cooking oh, for she me? She made Chinese New Year sweets, and I was like, I can bring some of these for Amanda. Sweets? <laughs> not Did yet. It's not Chinese New Year yet. <laughs> February twelfth. Oh, that's when we get the red, red um envelopes, those things. Yeah, with oh, one dollar yeah. in it. So good oh, for man. you. Look at you being on top of just like wanting food, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> always finally guys what's your rating? I give this book out of five I give this book a nice three three out of five alright I give it a three and a half I give it a two Rachel I'm sorry. I'm, okay. like, I'm glad it was a feel-good oh. book, but I've read better feel-good books. Alright, so the audio seemed to have cut out there, but our final rating was a 2.83 out of 5. Now, a little gift coming for you right up next. That could be the outro. Yeah.